Hey guys, it's Corey Kuhnert, the host of Wisco Legacy. Uh, today we're talking real estate with one of the fastest growing real estate agencies in the Greene County area. We have the uh, owners and brokers of Exit Professional Real Estate. Uh, they have offices in Monroe and New Glarus. Uh, we have Ryan Ziltner, Jeff Melcheski, and Lexi D. Harris. Uh, this was my first time doing a multi-person episode. It was so much fun. Uh, these three just feed off each other. Uh, it was such a blast to be able to talk about their careers, uh, the housing market, and finally, as a professional real estate, why they decided to come together, uh, some goals for the future, and you know, talk about the growth they've experienced. They've added a, a bunch of agents to their their staff over the last few months. You know, they've only been open since June 1st of this year, and. Uh, they've experienced a ton of growth in that time. So really excited for you guys to check this out. Let's dive right into episode 11 with Ryan, Jeff, and Lexi from Exit Professional Real Estate uh, right here on Wisco Legacy. Hi, I'm Jeff Malaszewski. Hi, I'm Lexi D. Harris. I'm Ryan Ziltner, and we're with Exit Professional Real Estate, and this is our Wisco Legacy. Uh, welcome to Wisco Legacy. I'm your host, Corey Kundert. On today's episode, uh, I have Jeff, Lexi, and Ryan from Exit Professional Real Estate here in Monroe. Uh, really excited to dive into this conversation. Uh, Exit Professional Real Estate is an, a newer real estate agency in the Monroe area. Really excited to talk to these guys. Uh, welcome to Wisco Legacy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. Uh, so each of you grew up uh, in the Greene County area. Uh, can each of you describe your experience growing up here? Jeff, you yeah, start I'll start. Um, so I grew up in Monroe. Uh, obviously, was born, raised here. I did go to college in Menominee, Wisconsin, and at that point, I told myself I would never be coming back. I am out of here. Um, as soon as as soon as I graduated, uh, I moved right back in with my parents and ended up buying a house in Monroe. And I'm still here. What what am I? Thirty seven years old now. So never left. Awesome. Right. Uh, I also grew up here in Monroe, Wisconsin. Um, I grew up just outside of town in the country. Um, I went off to Milwaukee for uh, undergrad and grad school and never in a million years did I dream that I would be back here. Um, but through a series of events, I ended up back here and um, kind of fell into real estate on accident, but it was always a true passion. And it's what has kept me here, and yeah. So here I am at 38, and when did I? I think I moved back in 2008, maybe. Yeah, it must have been like the fall of 2008. So, so yeah. Awesome, Lexi. Um, well, my story is a little bit different, um, just in that uh, I was born here, and then we moved um, to Menominee. Uh, until I was about 15 and then we moved back here and I was not happy with my parents about moving me in my middle of my freshman year, but I'm actually glad it was the best thing that they did, um, was bringing us back here because I love the New Glarus area. So that's where I ended up finishing out high school. And then I did a year at Stout as well. And then I came back and finished up school here and, um, have not left. Awesome. Lexi and I have uh, an interesting connection. Uh, do you want to talk about your first transaction in real estate? Oh my gosh. Yes, I'd love to. Um, so after I got my license, um, I thought, well, I should buy a house so that I knew what it was like to buy a house. 
Um, so I decided to buy an investment property and a house all at the same time. So the first deal that I did, I actually bought a home from your mother. Mm -hmm. Is that the house you live in now? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Really? Holly, right? Yep. Super cool. Your mom's name is Holly. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was um, a great day. Um, she got the house sold. I got to purchase a house um, as owner occupy and then ended up having a tenant um, that came, came along with the property who just recently moved out. And um, that was a 16 year run. That's the same person the whole time. Yeah, That's he moved awesome. there in 1980. He <laughs> what? Yeah, I wasn't even born. Yeah, we, me, none of us were. Right. No, but he's a, a really wonderful guy. So I just got to see him a couple days ago, and he settled in well at his new place. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, Lexi also um, was the eight. we used her uh, to buy our first house. So sorry, guys, we went with Lexi, but um, no, it, it worked out because you bought a house that I had listed. That is true. And you, right. and you live in my neighborhood, yep. so it's great. Oh, I, I see. I see you flying by, Ryan. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Oh, I know. Sorry about that. Always running a little late. It's it's all good. Oh, good connection. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the early days in real estate. Um, you know, working on commissions probably exciting and challenging. Uh, Jeff, you want to start us off and talk about uh, early life in in your career in real estate? Yeah, I uh, I kind of got slapped in the face to be honest with you. I was working for my dad at the title company, and I saw all these real estate agents coming to the closings, just sitting there twiddling their thumbs and walking away with a check, and I'm like. Well, gosh, that seems a lot more fun than what I'm doing. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dive in. I'm going to get my real estate license. So I actually had my real estate license. I, I picked it up on a whim when I was in college. Um, I just had some downtime, so I thought I'd get licensed. Um, so I sat on my license for a while while I was working for my dad and never utilized it. So I had my license already. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try selling real estate. So I was able to join a, a mom and pop type uh, brokerage and kind of went from there. And I learned very quickly it's not as easy as all the realtors made it look at the closing table. Yeah. Um, like you said, it is a hundred percent commission. So of course you don't get paid until you sell something. Um, I also didn't realize that your people's psychiatrists, their therapists, um, adult babysitter, right, adult babysitter is a good word for it. Um, you kind of get to, to see the deepest parts of people's personality when they're handling like the largest financial transaction that most people deal with in their life. Um, so it was eye-opening. Obviously, I loved it. Um, I enjoyed it. I've been doing it for 13 years now. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. been fun. Awesome. Ryan? Uh, sorry about that. My dog has really decided to join in. So she's distracting <laughs> us, but we're trying to keep it, keep it professional here. Um, no, I uh, when I started out in real estate, I also started kind of at like a smaller firm and uh, I was fresh out of grad school with a lot of student loans. Um, came out right when 2008 happened and the real estate market kind of crashed. So my master's degree of urban planning and real estate development was not super useful. Um, but uh, when I started doing real estate, I, I was fortunate enough that they let me work the front desk a little bit, but I also substitute taught. Hmm. And I was like, no big deal. I feel like I was just in school recently, but I wasn't. I felt so old uh, going back there and uh, it was it was something. But it's what got me by until I could get 
you know, my, my business built up in my flow going. So it was, yeah, starting out on commission is always tough. It's a, it's a big leap for sure uh, to dive mm-hmm. into that and not knowing what the future holds for you. Yeah. Lexi? Um, I also started, I think I started, did we figure out maybe a year before you? Yeah, I think um, so. So everyone was still coming, you know, in with those big checks, uh, leaving Jeff's office with them at the title company. Um, and then I was just getting uh, rolling. So it'd probably be right in that 2007. Um, well, no, actually it would have been sooner than that. I think I was more like 2005. Um, I started in that I started. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was started before Ryan a bit longer than what I had originally thought there. So anyways, um, I did this uh, job part-time um, while I also worked a full-time third ship job. Uh, so I'd sleep a couple hours in the morning and a couple hours at night. Wow. And then I would work during the day um, getting business ready. So I joined a team to get started. Um, and then after a while, uh, ended up um, deciding after a few years and the market had gotten a little bit better um, that it was time to try going out on my my own. Um, so I then just became um, Lexi D. Harris um, all by myself. <laughs> and then I continued to work two to three part-time jobs because let's face it, things were not selling very quickly in those days. Um, so it's pretty challenging. Um, plus I also was fairly young, uh, when I started and, um, needed to gain more experience, um, as well, but I just tried to learn everything that I possibly could. And then eventually, um, probably about eight years ago, uh, I was able to drop off my last part-time job and have been just going ever since. I don't know how like, you would do it if you had a part Crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man, no so, no sleep. Uh, yeah, running all the time. Nope. It's gonna be tough. But I just thought it'd be worth it. Just had to work through work through the challenges. Yeah, that future vision, right? Yeah. Yeah. So each of you are pretty involved in the community. Uh, can you talk about the importance of being involved in uh, the community and different organizations and just being out networking with people and and all that? Yeah. Um like you said, the importance of it, it's, it's not only just for business. Like, of course, in our, in our business, I always joke, you get paid to know people. Um, you, you kind of have to make yourself famous in the community. But being involved to me is more than that. I mean, you grew up in Monroe, you see it. Uh, Monroe is a great place to raise a family. And the only way that can happen is if people volunteer their time. Um, whether it's like a 5K run to, ra- to raise money for the YMCA or... Um, if you're on Main Street to help the downtown, you know, prosper. So you have a place to go for concert on the square. None of that stuff ha- happens um, without people. And it's all volunteer hours. So, I mean, your your community, your town is only going to be as nice as it can be um, with the volunteer help that it has. So I guess for me, it's more important for the community. But yes, as a business, it helps the volunteer too. It's just a great networking um, opportunity. Good. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, uh, kind of what Jeff said, you know, it's being involved in the community is so important when you're building a business and you're getting started and stuff like that. Um, But also it just makes a huge difference because like Jeff said, 
this is the community that we have to live in. So obviously, you know, it's the community that we're going to live in, that we're going to raise a family in, that we're, you know, going to do everything. And so being involved is what makes sure that, that, um, you know, we've got good schools and good organizations and charities and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of interesting because when I moved back, I was like, oh, it's this small town and nothing's going on. It's not going to be exciting or, or whatever. Um, and I ended up, you know, being involved on several boards and making a bunch of friends. And it turned out there was a, a lot of young professionals here, you know, that I that I didn't know were here and that weren't even from here. And so it was a great way to become fulfilled both professionally and personally, um, which I think is important. And it's kind of funny how all things tied together as well. You know, like you meet this person and they serve as a great friend and then through them you meet somebody who's a great client and through them you meet somebody who supports your organization or or whatever. So, so yeah, it's definitely important. Yeah, I mean, those connections you make, you know, I go back to my time in college. I was, organ I was um, president of a student organization uh, and I met a whole bunch of uh, people from like top level leaders in Madison through that. And I still... Uh, reach out to them and have contact with them occasionally. It's it's pretty cool to um, those those connections can last a long time. So, Lexi, you're the non Monroe native. Um, what I know. Can you talk about the community involvement up in New Glarus there? Um, so I think a lot of it is very similar. Lots of the, the networking and um, I guess the biggest thing that I've done is um, maybe a lot more just helping people out. Um, and then <laughs> we don't help people out. <laughs> I mean, it might not. I help like... people out. They don't. <laughs> Sorry, that might have come off not exactly what I was anticipating. But I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is not as structured um, in in how some of the things that I've done, um, like with helping others, uh, I've done a lot, like through church. Um, and then also, uh, been a part of, um, like the, a new thing called Adventster, um, which is like where we do the, the Advent windows. Um, you were involved with some community, like committees and stuff as well. I've been on the historic, um, like the historic property committee. And then I also did, um, another one, um, for several years. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. I'm so sorry. Maybe you're not as involved as you thought. No, Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I guess that's about all I got. Yeah, that, that community involvement really helps. I mean, uh, Jeff, I think you nailed it. Uh, it's it's more than. Uh, just the networking and the, the business contacts you're making. You're you're making a difference in the community. So um, that's really great. So I, I curious what really truly drove each one of you to real estate. Jeff, it sounds like the the checks a little bit early on maybe, but um, any any further uh, comments about what drove you to career in real estate? Yeah, um, I mean, I was born into it. My, my grandpa, Wally Eckham, had Eckham Abstract at the time. Abstract is a way used to record the history of property. So it, it was his job. He was also a surveyor on top of that. Um, and my dad. The sign is behind you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, vote for Wally. He, he was also the mayor of Monroe for a while. Um, but my dad bought the abstract business, which then turned into a land title uh, insurance company. Um, so I, I grew up around real estate. Hear my dad talk about it. My dad had rental properties. I now have a, a portfolio of rental properties. Um, 
it's just kind of in our blood. I mean, to be honest, even my older brother, Ryan, he's a realtor in San Francisco. <laughs> like it, it, our family's just a real estate family. So it, it's, it's a perfect fit. Awesome. Ryan? Uh, you know, I, growing up as a little kid, I used to play with little matchbox cars all the time. And while my friends were like building racetracks and stuff, I was drawing houses and drawing like realty businesses and, and real estate companies. And I always wanted to be like, um, an architect and stuff like that. I just always had an interest in houses and stuff. And I went to college, um, to be an architect and it wasn't a great fit. And I kind of found urban planning and development through there. And like I said, um, kind of on accident circled back to, to real estate, but it's something I've always been interested in. It's something I've always appreciated. Um, and you know, my mom has always said that from my very first report card in kindergarten, it said talks too much, talks out of turn, no way bothers others, uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, I think it was just like a natural, natural thing that I would go into sales and, and, and work with, you know, people's like biggest purchase ever in their life. So, um, so yeah, so I can. I guess kind of naturally. Yeah. You were, you were kind of drawn, drawn to, it. to it. Yeah. Awesome. Lexi, what drew you to real estate? So in a similar fashion, when I was a kid, I couldn't wait for the newspaper to come so that I could see the houses uh, section. <laughs> um, so at a young age, it was intriguing to me. Um, and then as I got older, I ended up uh, starting off on business management and marketing, and then just decided kind of at the last second, like, oh, I think real estate seems a little bit more of a better fit. So um, ended up heading down uh, that path. And I really like helping people. Um, that is one of the my main drivers as far as why I really enjoy this, is I really do like to help people. Yeah, I have experience with that. Um, with all the houses you've shown my wife and I, you're always making sure you're looking at every little detail, pointing things out, making sure we're, we're making the best decision for us. So we, we definitely appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the next question is, is twofold. Uh, what are some of the challenges uh, involved in real estate that you see? And then what brings you the most joy in, in selling houses and run, uh, being in real estate? Um, I mean, as a present, the, the biggest challenge right now is lack of inventory. Um, that's, that's today's standard, um, as a whole, the, the, the hardest part about selling real estate, um, I guess it's, it's probably just managing all the people. Like, like I said earlier, you're kind of everybody's therapist. You see everybody's emotion through, through each deal. Um, and not that it's hard, it's just every deal is different in that aspect. You could you could have two houses that are selling for 200,000 a piece and each transaction will be completely different just because of the personalities that a buyer and seller have in each transaction. So I'd say that's probably the, the most challenging part of it is just kind of, as Ryan would call it, being a babysitter. <laughs> um, well, I imagine, you, uh, I'll, I'll I have a quick comment quick and then yeah. I'll come back to that. Um, and I imagine that people come prepared differently too uh when they when they want houses you know i know my wife and i are super prepared we do a bunch of research we look into all this and that and there's probably some people out there that 
hey, this house looks cool. Let's go take a look at it. And you, you show them a whole bunch of houses and, um, you know, eventually they may find something eventually they don't. So that's probably, probably fairly challenging too. Um, yeah, uh, that, you bring that up. A, a big challenge is people that don't get pre-qualified. If they have to take, get a loan to purchase a house and they want to start looking at houses before they've talked to a lender, um, and then they find out that, you know, they just started a job, so they can't show more than a couple of months of income. So now they don't qualify for a loan. You're like, okay, we just looked at eight houses uh, for no reason. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Uh, second part of the question is what brings you the most joy in, in being in, or what do you enjoy most about being in real estate? Um, the helping people. Um, you get situations where a family like really needs to find a house or they're down on their luck. Maybe they had a house fire and they need to find a new place. Um, so that brings you joy, helping uh, property investors, you know, build their portfolio and they'll come back, you know, five, 10 years from their first purchase and they're like, wow, Jeff, I can't thank you enough. You know, you, you've got me to a, a level uh, of like financial stability in my life that I thought I'd never reach. Um, so again, just kind of helping people. Awesome. Ryan, same questions, uh, challenges and uh, what, what brings you most joy? Um, you know, I, I think all the answers will probably be a little bit similar, but um, like Jeff said, you know, the challenges are you're working with, um, you know, you're working with a buyer that has their own personality and agenda and a seller that has a personality and an agenda. And you've got to throw in a, a, you know, a lender that you're working with. And then if you consider that you've got, you know, 16, 17, 20 transactions all going at the same time, and they're all in different stages at the same time, you know, you're, you're kind of managing 35, 45, um, different people or parties at the same time and, and keeping everyone happy and satisfied, um, can be a little bit difficult. Uh, or, you know, I always say I have the, the best schedule ever and I have the worst schedule ever. And, you know, it's because I can do whatever I want whenever I want, but unfortunately my clients, uh, can do whatever they want whenever they want. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of times where it's 10 30 at night and you're laying in bed and you're texting with a client who, you know, is, is concerned about something or, you know, you're, you're up early and you're trying to send an offer from your phone as you're driving to a showing to get to a whatever type of thing. Um, so, so that, that, that can kind of be the hard, the hard thing, but, um, like Jeff said, it's just the joy. And I know that probably sounds cliche or dorky. And, uh, I always tell people like, I hate the saying, like you get the house you're meant to have, but it really is rewarding to see people like, get the house that they're meant to have. And like during COVID, I actually sold um, some properties to like um, a couple different doctor families and stuff. And that was like actually really kind of cool to, to, you know, have moved a couple doctors to the neural clinic that we're going to be jumping in right away and, and working. And I know um, our clinic is definitely needing like uh, family practice doctors and PAs and stuff right now. And I'm working with a client who is finishing their residency and they're buying a house here in Monroe because that's where they're going to be a doctor. And, you know, they're, they're super excited about that. So it brings me joy to see people like joyful or, you know, the single mom with two kids who didn't think she'd be able to afford a house or whatever. That's always like really cool. And then what I like beyond that is seeing, that person, like when I run into them and they're involved in the community, you know, volunteering for this or volunteering for that. It's like the after that brings me joy is seeing that they like have made friends here and they're making it a better place. So that's for me, that's kind of like the best part, I think. That's, that's really awesome. 
Lexi, uh, same questions, challenges and, and joy. Yeah, well, I'm sitting over here going, well, now I'm third. Now what? <laughs> and those are like things I was going to say. Well, one of the biggest challenges that Lexi and I are having is getting the lighting in this room correct, as you can tell. <laughs> Obviously, you're working with a ring light there. Yep. You look and, really good, very clear. Yeah, <laughs> and my ring light is over there, not plugged in, so that's why we look like a couple of ghosts over here. So good. So technology's been changing <laughs> yeah. as we've been doing this job. Um, so that's been, well. That is a challenge. That yeah. has been a little challenging for me, because I'm just like, like all focused on work and um so learning new things like with all the tech aspect this is our well this is my first podcast um so this is really cool uh, but learning i guess learning new things um can be challenging um since you guys have already kind of touched on the whole lack of inventory is really a big issue for us in today's day um and then you know just making sure everyone's where they need to be. Um, but there's always so many things to get done. And sometimes it feels like it will never, you know, you'll never get everything crossed off your list. But I think that also is what keeps, keeps, keeps me going. Mm -hmm. So those, I guess, are my what challenges. Are the, what are the joys for you? The joys, honestly, I do love like seeing so happy when the timing works out and they do get that house that they were meant to have. Um, so really, truly for me, it is helping people out. And I would say also another joy is like all of the cool people that I've met along the journey um, and have been able to help out, um, have met a lot of really neat people throughout the years. And I'm blessed for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, being being able to make all those connections and um, you have repeat customers uh, throughout the years too. That's probably uh, pretty Pretty cool to see somebody buy their first house and then go um, come back to you to buy their uh, next house and and all that. So awesome. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of technology, I didn't know a podcast could have video. Like, how old are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, this this one goes on YouTube and all all the podcast stuff. So the the video Super goes up cool. on YouTube. Um. All right, so I'll open it up to whoever wants to answer this next question. Uh, you three all worked at different agencies before you decided to come together to, to start Exit Professional Real Estate here. What led to that decision? Uh, so Jeff and I worked together when we both first started, and Jeff was actually part owner of the company that I worked at, and uh, we were good friends, and it was a non-franchise company, and I was recruited away uh, Jeff calls it our breakup and, uh, I left. And so I worked for another company for like the last five or so years. And at different points during that time, uh, as Jeff and I mended our broken relationship, uh, you know, we would, you know, it would be me that was frustrated with something and saying, Hey Jeff, you know, we should, you know, we're having a cocktail, of course. We should, you know, do something someday. Or Jeff, you know, and Jeff's like not super into it. Or Jeff's like, you know, hey Ryan, we should whatever someday. And not, you know, I was just not in a place. And we just happened to both connect at a time on it and uh, kind of got our, our brains spinning about what was next for us in real estate and how we can. I mean, the main goal was to grow our career and 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 
what's, what's the next step for us. And Lexi has always, you know, we've done deals with her and, um, I was friends with her and I think it was just, you know, timing, timing and good luck and, and coincidence and, you know, God above or whatever. But, uh, she stopped over one day and was just like saying how, like, she's working on different things and, and getting organized and figuring out what to do and, and life and stuff. And I was like, speaking of <laughs> about work, you want to shake that up too? And, uh, so I mentioned what Jeff and I were doing and made her, you know, swear to secrecy and not, not think I was crazy, but, uh, lucked out that she was interested. So then we kind of all started uh, talking from there. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I mean, um, you, you three together, um, you three are really engaging people and, and really awesome parts of the, the communities you live in. And uh, it's really cool to see all you guys come together. I can't say it happened. We kind of talked about it. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. It happened a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, within like us kind of starting the preliminary conversation of, of doing something different, going off on our own, creating a new company to just about a month later, you know, our door is open swinging and we have agents following us. We have deals already in our pipeline coming together. Um, it snowballed quickly, which has been amazing. Um, and I'm, and I'm proud. Well, I, I guess proud's a good word. I'm proud what the three of us have done in such a short time. And I'm excited to see like where we're going. Our trajectory is, uh, it's pretty exciting. And we're super, super, super fortunate to have the agents we have. Um, you know, they've they've been you know the other the other half of this success yeah. type of situation. And um, the the other thing that we talked about at length when we were you know when this snowball is a great way to put it, Jeff. Um, this snowball was rolling. Is you know uh, there were a couple people that are like, well, why do you want three people, or why would you do three? And we feel that we can provide the best experience for not only our clients, but our agents. And our goal is not to have the most agents of any agency or anything like that. Our goal is to have the best agents. And by having three different people with three subsets of skills and experiences, we think we can do that. Um, you know, I'm not a numbers person, like don't make me follow a budget. I hate the B word. I don't want to think about that. I just want to like, deal with people and plan company parties and hear about people's problems and talk. And Jeff is like very intelligent with business sense and, you know, telling me I can't use the credit card for larger company parties and keeping track of us, which is super important that way. And then we've got Lexi, who is such a, a rule follower and a wealth of knowledge and a resource that, you know, anytime it's like, wait a second, can I do that? Or how do I do that? Or, you know, how should I say that? It's Lexi, you know, your, uh, your picky cautiousness is such a, such a gift to us. Cause it's great. You know, <laughs> thank you. No, it is. So I think we're, we're all three valuable to the team and to our agents and to the market in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. <clears throat> Can you talk about that growth? I mean, you, you guys launched in June this year, right? June 1st, June 1st. And you've, you've expanded your list of agents. Uh, you have a nice office on, on the historic square in downtown Monroe. And just talk about the growth you've experienced in, like, like you said, Jeff, 
you didn't expect it to be this fast. Yeah, I mean, June 1st, we not only opened our door, turned our lights on, we also signed our franchise agreement with Exit. So prior to signing that franchise agreement, you can't see any of like the back office that Exit has to offer because, of course, they don't want you to just steal that and go open, you know, a copycat uh, type shop. So as of June 1st, we, we had a general idea of what we were doing and what Exit can offer us. Um, but we really didn't know because, again, we, we didn't get to see like all the details of what Exit does for not only the office, the broker, but also the agent. Um, so, so that was shocking, just kind of going into it like, okay, here we go. Um, I don't know how you're just jumping off a cliff, basically, or, or, or yeah, that's right, the best way to do it. But it, it's, it's been phenomenal. There's no regrets at all. Exit has been awesome with getting us started, the support behind us. Any question we have as far as new business goes, Exit is there for us. Even if it's not real estate related, it, it might be like, hey, we need to buy eight desks. Like, where's the best place to like, so rather than us having to like spin our wheels to find this stuff, Exit helped us through that, um, which is good. So as far as like diving in from day one, June 1st as a business, I mean, we've gone from zero to 100% open and operating with agents, with deals. Um, our volume is, is matching, you know, the other brokers in the area. Um, I mean, it's been really good on a business level. I'll let Ryan and Lexi talk about like the agents and the personality, but me as the business guy, um, Exit has been phenomenal with helping us get to, to where we're at. Great. Ryan, Lexi, talk about the, the agents in that side. I was just gonna say real quickly, like in addition to um, having a Monroe office, we also have a new Glarus location. Uh, so we're underneath um, Tofflers uh, right now in New Glarus. Um, and we had our ribbon cutting with the chamber here about a month ago, guys. Has it, it been already? Probably. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Month, month and a half ago. So that was really cool, um, to get to do that, uh, event. Yep. scissors are really big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't realize how big they were. <laughs> um, we're really lucky because our growth has been, um, you know, it hasn't been just new agents or just old agents or just, you know, whatever, not old, but experienced agents. Um, we've got, you know, a, a variety of both, which I think has been great. And like Lexi yeah. said, we're really fortunate to have a new Glarus office, which Lexi kind of oversees. And there's agents that work out of new Glarus specifically. And um, that has been great, you know, exposure and growth for us as well. Um, I think what's really cool is, is anytime like a new business opens, there's a little bit of like scuttle and talk about it, but, um, it has been over six months and it's still like the one thing everybody wants to like ask me about and, and people are still talking about it and mentioning it and stuff like that. So I think that's how really, they see our signs. Everywhere. Yeah. Like I'll, they're like, Oh, I see your signs everywhere. I'm like, oh, you know, which is, which is great. Um, it is really cool. And I even am entertained because I'll be like, Oh, there's another one, you know? Um, so, so I think it, it, the growth has been good and, yeah. and we plan to keep growing. We even, we had a new agent sign on today, um, that does a lot of business over in the kind of, um, East green County, West rock County kind of area. And, um, Patrick, he joined us today, 
which is fantastic. Um, he's got a lot of great experience. So I think we're going to continue to see growth. Mm -hmm. And again, um, we're not trying to, to grow to be the biggest. We're just wanting to be the best. I think you're well on your way. Um, I, I, I see all the social media posts from all you guys. Uh, I think I follow everybody on, on Facebook at least. And um, can you talk about the importance of, of social media for uh, the brand and the company and, and real estate in general? Yeah, I think just kind of like Lexi had mentioned, you know, technology is, technology is becoming so important. And so the social media uh, aspect of it really keeps, it's just, I mean, everybody's staring at their phone or their tablet all the time, whether they're mm -hmm. at work or school or home or whatever. And it's a matter of keeping in front of them and keeping in front of them in a, a tasteful way, in a way that, you know, is engaging and, and people enjoy, you know, it's not just posting a bunch of crap or spam or whatever. And, you know, even um, we had a fundraiser this past weekend and we brought Santa Claus to downtown to take pictures with uh, people's dogs and we raised money for the Humane Society. And, um, you know, even just putting that on social media, there were thousands of views. And again, it gets back to that gives us exposure, but it also does good for the community, you know, for the Humane Society, which does good for the community. And it all kind of comes around. Um, it's funny because I think the three of us do a good job of staying pretty relevant and present. And uh, I've seen some of our competitors uh, all of a sudden getting, you know, a little bit more social media present. And it's kind of entertaining because I think they're probably doing it to keep up with us, mm -hmm. which is, is a great compliment to us. Um, but yeah, social media is fun too. It really mm -hmm. is, yeah. you know, shooting a video here or there, grabbing a picture. It's good. The times are changing. Like the day where you used to open up, you know, the back page of the newspaper and you'd see the 12 houses for sale. You'd see the agent's number on the bottom of that house list and you have to call, set up your appointment. Like that doesn't happen anymore. Um, now it's uh, a direct contact from your Facebook post. Like, Hey, I just, I just listed this and shows, you know, four or five pictures to spark their interest and they contact you privately to go see it. Same thing with like Zillow and Realtor. Um, the amount of photos you can put online now to sell a house almost sells the house before people walk through it. You know, if they don't, if they don't like the photos online, they're not going to come see it. Where back in the day, they'd see one picture in the newspaper and be like, yeah, let's go take, take a Sunday drive and check it out. Um, I also think kind of in the same vein, that's why you don't see as many open houses anymore with uh, the virtual tours and walkthroughs. I, I don't know if you've ever done like mm -hmm. one of those 3D walkthrough tours um, that's offered now. Um, it's convenient. I mean, people can sit on their couch and, and basically walk through a house that's for sale without even walking through, you know, physically walking through the front door. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty think, cool to see. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is cool. I think um, another thing is, um, you know, you, you, like you and your wife, when you were looking for houses, I mean, you spend time going through houses and the person showing them to you, like you need to trust, you need to like, you need to relate to, which obviously you did, you had one of the best. Um, but social media gives you an opportunity to kind of see that agent and see that you relate to them or you like them or you get a good feeling from them. You know, it's like, it was really funny. I was showing a, at a, a pretty large house for our, our area listed pretty, pretty pricey. And I had shown it to some people a couple of times and, you know, it had kind of fizzled out. And I posted a picture of my dog, the golden retriever you saw um, on a showing with me at a different property. 
And literally, uh, these people like commented like, Oh, so cool and whatever. And two days later they called me, they requested to go see that property again. And they requested that I bring my dog with them, with me, um, just because like their family is into golden retrievers and stuff. And, uh, they spent like an hour at the house and they requested that I just let my dog loose with them to hang out. And they ended up buying this, you know, 700 some thousand dollar house. Um, but you know, it's, it's like social media that put that like subliminal reminder in their mind that they could check in with me and, and gave them the cute picture of the dog to like, you know, make them give a second thought or a third thought. So social media is a great tool. It really is. And Lexi just had a great listing and isn't it on some like Instagram channel or something? Oh, we the farmhouse. Oh, I think we got on for the love of old houses. Yeah. We ended up getting onto their page. Nice. And a ton of likes. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Ryan, I hope you got your dog some sort of treat or toy or something for oh, that yeah. commission. She's yeah, she's she's been she's been paid well. That's good. Um, so the housing market, we talked a little bit about that earlier. Um, but right now it's there, there's not a lot of houses going on the market and when they do, they're going really quickly. You have people, uh, I'm sure with less contingencies than they've had in a long time. I've heard of people forgoing inspections and things like that. Uh, any, anybody want to talk about the, the current housing market right now? Lexi. It's really tight. You're right. <laughs> we need more houses. Um, we need more rentals. We need built like new construction. We need lots land. Um, it is really, it is, it's, it's tough. Lexi and, uh, is, is our, again, our, our legal Eagle and our contract person and everything. So when you've got people saying, Oh, I really want that house. I don't need an inspection. It's fine. Just cross that off. You've got Lexi going, ah! but, um, but yeah, people, uh, I've had people, you know, we've all had people writing letters to the sellers. We've had people foregoing inspections. We've had people giving crazy dollar amount offers. Um, this hasn't happened to me, but I heard in Madison a little bit, um, you know, in the listing, if it said offers are due Thursday at 5 p.m., you know, to be reviewed or whatever. Um, I heard of buyers like sending pizza to the seller's houses on Thursday at 5 p.m. to say, like, en enjoy dinner while you review our offers. I hope you consider us like that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's people are getting creative. But... The driver of all this, though, um, and Ryan and Lexi, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong or maybe you have your own opinion on it, but as, as long as interest rates stay low, um, our housing prices are, are going to stay high. Um, and and there's buyers out there wanting to buy, so that's going to keep our inventory low as well. Um, so I really, I mean, there's always people trying to predict like, oh, there's going to be a housing crash. The market's going to crash. Don't buy now. Wait till next year. You know, wait six months. Um, I honestly don't see that happening anytime soon um, unless something crazy happens with interest rates. As soon as interest rates go up, maybe two points, three points, we will see this this whole market completely flip and change. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. I always say like the best as a as a property investor myself, the best time to buy a house is now. I, I don't care if the market's high or low. Um, real estate historically has always gained value. Yes, you you run and you have some peaks and valleys, but on, on a constant trend, it's it's always gaining value. So I guess why wait? Um, 
yeah, maybe you didn't hit the jackpot buying at a high time and it, the value dropped a little bit. But five years from now, it, it's going to be right back up there. I mean, if you look at the 2008 you know, era where we had that big housing crash, we're already back to those numbers and surpassed them. So if you're willing just to kind of wait out the storm, like you're back on top and gaining money. So uh, again, if anybody has hesitation for buying a personal home or investment property, like do it now. There, there's there's no better time. Um, I think along with that, you know, there's nobody has a crystal ball and there's people that, you know, I had people in 2019 say, you must think I'm dumb if you think I'm going to pay this price in 2019. These prices are, are not going to stay here. This is way too high. And uh, they didn't. And now they regret it. And I've got the same people that bought properties in two or different people that bought properties in 2019. And they're selling them for, you know, 50, 60, $70,000 more. And they didn't even have to do anything to it. You know, so it's like, there's no crystal ball, no way to know. I think the low interest rates, like Jeff said, are are definitely a factor in that. Um, the two things that I think of, like one thing I read is that the reason in 2008 that we had such a housing crash is because two things happened. We had an economic event and we had um, a lot of bad loans. Mm -hmm. So uh, this time, even if we would have an economic event, which knock on wood, you know, it's not right now, uh, hopefully, uh, the bad loans aren't there. So the fallout or crash, as people say, wouldn't be as bad as 2008. I think the other thing um, is just inventory is definitely driving the prices. And when people ask me about that, I just say like, number one, inventory is not a problem that is fixed quickly. You know, you can't just build hundreds or thousands of homes super fast and um, with building costs, like the average middle-class family, the days of building like your $250,000 house on a little lot are gone mm -hmm. and not everyone can afford a $400,000 house. Um, but in the late nineties and early two thousands, building was very affordable and houses were popping up like crazy. And we were keeping our inventory up with demand. And then 2008 happened. There was no building in 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, really. It kind of started getting slow. And then we had like fires in California, which drove up lumber prices and uh, hurricanes or whatever in Costa Rica, which drove up steel prices. So building costs went up and building kind of slowed again. And then in like 16, 17, 18, 19, it was ramping up again a little bit. Um, and then we got to COVID and, you know, then prices of building went up again. So we missed out on all those years of building or we had all those years of slow building, but the population still aged at the same rate. Like the same number of people um, got out of college and got jobs and wanted to buy their first house. The same number of you and your wives like wanted to, to get your first house with a fence and a dog and kids. And the same number of people were getting raises and upgrading and the same number of people were divorcing and going from one house household to two. So all these things were happening, but the inventory didn't keep up with it. And I don't see us correcting that extremely quickly. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with all that stuff. And um, I think I've done some research into, into the housing market. too. I'm super interested in real estate. Uh, I'm on Zillow and all that stuff all the time. Um, but the, 
the market is is much different than it was in 2008 too i feel like back then there was a lot more of those balloon type rates and you know there's a lot more fixed rates right, right now um so you're not going to have huge spikes in in those so um, that'll help a lot too but yeah the the low inventory is certainly challenging my wife and i have been you know looking for houses for uh, a few years now we have two kids two labs in our our house and just not enough room for that um but it's just it's really hard it's really hard to find find that and even lots i think um correct me if i'm wrong but jeff i think my brother might have bought the last city lot in monroe uh, a few weeks the ago the last of the last residential buildable city lot that's on the market for sale was bought so if somebody wants to build a house in the city of monroe right now they're kind of out of luck until somebody creates a development um or or we start tearing down some older homes that that probably should be tore down um but yeah until it starts happening yeah nobody can build a house in the city of monroe and i think uh ryan and i both attended a a meeting uh last week and it, it talked about the housing crisis going on in green county right now and don't quote me on these numbers i'll just give rough numbers but if our current economic status and population stays the same in the city of Monroe, we are behind by 500 houses. We need 500 houses by 2030. For Greene County, we need over 2,000 houses by 2030, just just to cover the demand that we currently have. So if, if another yeah, like, large employer comes to our area, I mean, how, how are they going to to house our employees? So, so what that means is another large employer is not coming to our area. Um, I, I really hope that our city officials and county officials realize this and, and try to f- find a solution sooner than later. I think it's uh, they said, um, like, yeah, Monroe needs just over like 500. Um, New Glarus needs 80 some houses and Monticello needed 50 some or something. And those numbers don't sound huge, but to put 80 homes in New Glarus in the next, you know, eight years, that's probably not whatever. And 500 in Monroe is even crazier. Um, I had somebody the other day say to me like, oh, well, they heard Jeff say that all the, you know, the last city lot sold, which is true. Like, oh, well, there's all those subdivisions and all those lots. But what's funny is there really aren't that many of those anymore either. I just sold the last lot in um, the subdivision just south of Monroe. Jeff just sold all the lots in the subdivision north of Monroe. Um, Another subdivision north of Monroe, all but like two or three are sold. Um, so that's really not the case anymore either. Um, you know, so it's pretty wild. So, yeah. 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 All right. So, uh, what are the future goals for exit professional real estate? What are you guys hoping to do in the future? Well, uh, I think our goal is that we would like to continue to grow. Um, we'd like to take on, you know, more agents, but again, we're looking to take on, the best agents, not just a lot of agents. Um, I think that we want to continue um, training and technology and support for the agents we have. We want not just our company to grow, but we want our agents to grow. Um, it's really important to us that our agents be successful. Um, you know, maybe there's another office location for us down the road or some more agents. Lexi, you know, good culture. Yeah. Taking good care of people. Um, Like Jeff said, we literally turned on the lights and swung the door open. So, I mean, another goal of ours is just growth and being established, having our, our, you know, 
we want to run like a, a fine oiled machine or a, a well oiled machine. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just continue serving our clients and getting our name out there. I think. Awesome. Good goals. Jeff or the wheels look like they were turning there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, the same. it's just kind of all the same thing Ryan talked about, but it's all in cover. It's, um, better is better. Bigger, not necessarily is better. Um, so like Ryan said, uh, definitely our goal is to build our agents, the current ones we have and, and bring on some new ones, of course, but we don't just want anybody. Um, we want to make sure our agents are representing their clients the best they can. Um, so I guess for me, as far as goals go, is, is just build the best office. It doesn't mean the biggest office. I want to make sure every client that comes to our door calls our phone is getting exactly what they're expecting. Okay. I think, I think part of that too, like Lexi mentioned a little bit, the, um, like they fit in with our culture, like grow our culture. And, you know, we want people that are proud of us and that we're proud of, and we want people that our agents, you know, get along with and feel like family with and stuff like that. So that Lexi can, can teach all the important legal stuff too as well. And go axe throwing with every yeah. once in a while. We just took our agents axe throwing, <laughs> nice. um, which was, which was pretty fun. I have, I haven't done that yet, but it looks like a lot of fun. It's Lexi harder than it looks. You. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like get a rhythm to it. Huh? Well, There's different ways that you can, you can do it like one hand or, or two, but yeah. Let's go do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, last question here, and then I got some some rapid fire questions and, and a final question. So not the last question, but um, how can the community support you and uh, exit professional real estate? Um, well, they did a really awesome job when we did our this first Santa pause just this last Saturday. We had I thought really nice turnout um, with people coming down and supporting um, us with that event and then also um, the Humane Society. That's just one example. Yeah, I think the community can support us by, you know, just continuing the excitement. And I think every small business and locally owned business should always be building each other up and, you know, giving compliments. And if they have good service with us, they should tell people about it. Just like if I have good service with someone, I tell people about it. And it's all, you know, a matter of camaraderie and building each other up and, and support. Um, and of course use us to buy and sell their properties. Um, but yeah. I always say the best compliment is a referral. So mm -hmm. tell your friends and family about us. Um, let, let them know what we stand for and, and what we're doing. Awesome. All right. So I have, uh, couple more fun questions here. I always end, end with some rapid fire questions and then uh, one final question, but rapid fire questions. I have three of them. Uh, we'll go around the horn. Uh, Jeff, we'll start off first question with you. Uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Wisconsin? Ooh, in Wisconsin, I'd say Ishnala in the Dells. You're an old fashioned guy. I am an old fashioned, old fashioned and a big juicy steak. Sign me up. There you go. <laughs> Ryan. The Del Bar. Well, you can say it too. It's like you guys need to have a, a road trip up to the Dells, huh? 
<laughs> we were just there for a conference, nice. actually. Nice. And it was my first time at the Del Bar, and it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Nice. I have never been there, uh, but I've heard a lot of awesome things. Do give it a try. Awesome. Anything in Greene County? Any any restaurants that stick out around here? Love the Glarner Stube. Yeah. In Greene County. Lexi and I had a Bullets Pizza tonight. Nice. Really good. Uh, uh, Twin Grove Stage Stop. Or is it mm-hmm. stage coach? Oh, I ate there Friday. Yeah, they got good fish fry. They also have really good pizza. It's just, uh, it, it's a small hidden gem. Mm-hmm, for sure. Ooh, I, I need to try that out too. Yeah. Nice. All right, Jeff, uh, what's your favorite event in Wisconsin? I think I'd get slapped if I didn't say cheese days. <laughs> it's a pr- pretty common answer Answer around here, yeah. Why Why cheese days? Um, One, it's, it's, it's like a class reunion, right? Everybody that you haven't seen in years is back for cheese days, visiting family. Um, of course, it's, it's over cocktails and cheese curds. Like, what else can you ask for? Right. Ryan? That's so tough. There's a lot of them. I don't know what to say. Um, there are a lot of good ones. I don't know. I've been playing in some hockey tournaments. Those, that's been fun. Um, I mean, of course, cheese days is fantastic. Um I don't know. I like. I loved going to Summerfest back in the day. It's also weird. COVID has me out of the yeah, mindset. Yeah, I know. I'm like, right hmm. um, Summerfest was always a great Wisconsin thing. Um, I'm not cheese days. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, Oktoberfest in Lacrosse. Yeah. But again, back or in New the, Blaris. Yeah, I, I used to go to the one when I was young and didn't get hungover in Lacrosse. Now I'm not farewell, but. <laughs> All good events. Mm-hmm. You, New Glarus for you, Oktoberfest? I always enjoy Oktoberfest. And one I've never gone to, but I want to go to that. Oh, they have like that country music thing in the field by Sun Prairie. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> that sounds fun. Do you know another one that I've heard of? Um, I love going up to Rhinelander. And they have the Hodag Festival. Oh, yeah. I want to go to that. Which, like is huge and popular and i was up there during hodag this summer but i didn't go but when i was out on the boat i kept hearing about it on the radio so that's something i would check out nice all right last rapid fire question here uh let's start with you jeff where's your favorite place to hang out in wisconsin favorite place to hang out um who there's there's a couple. I mean, I'm I'm a member of Argyle Ram and Gun Club, which sounds uh, a little hokey, but it's just a good like good old boys place to hang out. And I'm also a curling nerd, so the Alpine Curling Club in Monroe is. I, I spend a lot of time there as well. Um, nice. I don't sound too diverse. I, like I don't get out. I don't get out of Green County too often. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, I'm guessing this next one. I think Ryan, yours probably involves a boat. If I would have to guess here. Yeah, I mean, I do love the Wisconsin lakes, like uh, Castle Rock and stuff. Um, I would say that I have been skeptical about people who tell me they drive up north. To I knew you were going to take mine. No, it's different. Just wait. <laughs> and they tell me they go up to Tomahawk and Rhinelander and uh, Minocqua and all these places. And I've always been like, there's no way <laughs> driving, you know, five hours or four hours to go to one place. But in the last two or three years, I discovered Rhinelander and I absolutely love Rhinelander. So that's, that's 
That's great. Um, but the Dells always holds a nostalgic place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And not like, I don't know, just like the smell of out in the country in the Dells or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Castle Rock, the Dells, Rhinelander, Capital Ice Arena in Madison. Those are mine. Well, a lot of places. Lexi, how about you? Well, I was going to say up north is like one of my absolute favorite places to go. I love to snowmobile and boating up there is fun too. Hiking um, and just it's the air smells so good. How far are you up north? Where do you go? Um, up past like Boulder Junction. So yeah. like it's like four and a half hours our cabin is from here. Um, but campfires smell amazing up there too and um here i would have to say i one of my favorite places in wisconsin is on our family farm hmm. um outside of nuclearis monticello area so i love just taking the views in out there and feel super blessed to get to have a place like that to hang out and what are you doing there this weekend sitting in a tree stand that's all going out to <laughs> nothing a tree, to see here going out to a tree stand at a crazy hour in the morning <laughs> Oh, I'm just nice. going to be in nature. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> taking in nature. There you go. Taking out nature. We're hoping. Taking out nature. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're hoping. Nature. <laughs> we're hoping that she will turn her phone off and actually take a little real estate break when she's in her tree stand. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll try not to. Lexi's dedicated. Anybody working with Lexi is lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. I didn't mean to cut you off. What was that? No, I, I just made a, a snide comment. Towards Lexi's taking over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. All right. So I have one final question for each one of you. I ask everybody on the podcast this. It kind of ties back into the, the Wisco legacy concept. So we talked about Wisconsin. Uh, now we want to talk about legacy. Um, we'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, when all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Um, hopefully just that I made my family and community proud. Um, I, I don't need my name on a building or even on a park bench. Um, but it, it would be nice that at some point after my demise, somebody says, oh, yeah, I remember when, you know, Jeff did this for us. Awesome. Ryan? I was chuckling just because there's a sign behind you with somebody's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need something like a sign. <laughs> Uh, also demise sounds like something rough happened. Um, my legacy to leave behind would be, um, I want my name on every part. No, I'm kidding. Um, just, uh, uh, leaving a nice life behind for my family, whether that's, you know, my significant other, if I have kids someday or my niece and nephew and sister, um, but I think just a legacy of someone that loved where they were and uh, was just fondly remembered. And I think that leaving them with good memories in these different places, like I say, I loved, you know, all these places in Wisconsin. I want the legacy of like funny and happy memories in those places. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Lexi? Yeah, this is such a great question. Um I, again, with this being a quick question, my thought process is at the moment that um, I'd like to leave a legacy 
um, that my family is, is proud of me um, and is well taken care of, but I also would like to have left an imprint on other people um, and taken good care of other people um, so that, you know, when all is said and done, that it was a, a life well lived. Awesome. So if, as Jeff said, Lexi beats her demise, Corey, you'll always uh, remember because you bought your house from Lexi. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Any, anything else you guys want to add or we're ready to wrap up here? No, thank you for having us. This was, thank you very much. This was fun. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I'm excited to, to listen to it and check out uh, your other ones as well. Yeah. Dude, your questions are intriguing. It, it makes me think like I've never, I've never even thought about the questions that you asked. So just hearing myself yeah. say it out loud, it, it's, it's interesting. So thank you. Good. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the time uh, you guys took here today. Uh, thanks for joining Wisco Legacy.